0: Welcome to the next show. Today Monique and I want to take a close look at Web3 and what it means for brands. First of all, what is Web3? Many think it is the new iteration of the World Wide Web based on the blockchain which incorporates concepts including decentralization and token-based economics. Our guest this week is someone who has worked with the biggest brands in the world. She has been named the world's most influential CMO and until very recently was the chief brand officer at Banana Republic. She worked with many luxury brands, brands that people use to establish their status. Her name is Anna Angelic and she will be joining us from New York. And by the way, Anna is also part of the new book that next we'll be releasing in late September on the 21st century CMO and how the role of marketing is changing completely. I'm delighted to have her on the book and yeah. on the show. It's wonderful and I'm very much looking forward to this conversation.
1: Um, and if you are interested in the way Web3 changes, what brands are doing, and as the right person. Because, I mean, a lot of what's happening now online is establishing new status symbols you know, status symbols because you want to show you're part of a tribe, you want to show you can afford something, you want to show you're cool and you're... And that's of course what the luxury brands have always been doing, you know. It's all about storytelling, it's all about signals that you have to make. Um, And Anna actually quotes in a newsletter uh, Baudrillard saying, you know, we've replaced all, everything with signal and that new reality has become our reality. now." We'll see what that means for brands online, but a lot is happening in that space. And I have the feeling that Anna, who's left Banana Republic, will make some of that happen very soon.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And basically, it's all about human needs. And one need is obviously to show off. <laughs> and um, one person who's really digging into what basic human needs mean for brands and developing new um, experiences is David Matten, our keynote in residency, and he's joining us from London today to share one of his thoughts. David, what do you have for us?
2: Thanks, Ina. What's on my mind right now is an issue that I think we're going to hear much more about as this year rolls on, and in fact, for years to come, and that is the mental health crisis triggered by the pandemic. If you look here in the UK, the office, the government's Office of National Statistics says rates of depression have doubled since the pandemic uh, began. Uh, prescriptions for antidepressants are through the roof. And I'm sure you can find a similar story in many other countries around the world. And I think The really difficult thing about mental health around the pandemic is we haven't seen even half, even a tenth, really, of the story yet. I think we're going to start to hear more and more and more stories of the difficulty. And in some cases, yes, the trauma of having lived through this pandemic. And that's going to lead us into a new cultural moment around mental health and depression and anxiety. And you can see brands starting to respond to that. I mean, at the end of last year, I saw Rose from Blackpink, who, if you don't know, Blackpink is this huge K-pop band, very, very popular. They were like one of the most successful K-pop bands in the United States. She partnered with the mental health uh, uh, app Calm to produce a sleep story. It's supposed to be a story that helps get you to sleep and calms your nerves and everything. And now, look, I mean, I'm not saying that that alone by any means is the answer to the mental health crisis that's about to unfold. But I just found it a really interesting signal of the cultural moment we're heading into okay? where mental health and mental wellness is going to become an even bigger part of the conversation as a result of the pandemic. And I think if you're a brand, if you're a marketer, if you're a professional out there thinking sincerely and genuinely what you can do to help people in 2022 and how you can build relationships with people in 2022, I think mental health and wellness is going to be a crucial dimension for all of that. So it's one to keep your eye on and one I will be watching closely too. Back to all of you.
1: She has been called the world's most influential CMO. She worked as the chief brand officer at Banana Republic, but she also advised and worked for brands like Sotheby's, Lowey, Tuck Moet, Hennessy. And I'm thrilled that she's here to talk about Web 3.0 for brands. Welcome, Anna Angelic.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Now we're going to talk about what Web 3.0 is and what it can be for brands. But I have this question for you. Do you have a big NFT collection yourself now?
3: Oh, I wish. I wish. I'm waiting for the prices to drop. (laughs) Also, I'm waiting for something aesthetically pleasing for me. I'm not going to compromise on aesthetics (laughs) just to have an NFT. Although it's probably a faulty logic because they're big investment assets. Uh,
1: They are, right? I mean, it's so amazing what's happening in that space. And over the last few months, I feel like I'm back in school. I'm studying and, and it's so complicated as well. I mean, make a metal wallet and this it's complicated. It's amazing that it's grown so fast because all the steps you have to take to actually get involved in this space it's not you know it's a lot
3: absolutely and I think it's accelerated in terms of getting into mainstream recently but honestly like Bitcoin has been around for like at least 10
1: years yeah. what is in the world are you working on right now we will dive into our main topics in a second but after two years of pandemic, after leaving Banana Republic, I know you have a newsletter, The Sociology of Business, that is a must-read for a lot of people in the marketing sphere. And what are you up to? What are your plans? What are my plans? I mean, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I'm
3: uh, doing right now is basically uh, several things. Uh, I'm writing my newsletter and exploring the new web three and how does that apply to business and brand strategies. So that is the main focus of my efforts. And there are other things in the works uh, that are going to be announced later in the spring. So I'll tell you more about that then. And uh, there is just a lot of changes that are happening right now, both in terms of application of Web3 technologies in the business and brand domain and in the marketing domain and in brand building. So. That is
1: my focus right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the in the world of uh, events about digital technology and it feels like a time to study again, to really understand again what's going on. Uh, I think a lot of people are trying to come to grips what Web 3.0 is and what it means for them as an organization, personal company. So what is your short explanation of what Web 3.0 is? What is it about?
3: It's a completely new operating an organizational system of ownership of how people interact among each other and with brands and the entire new strategic paradigm that basically applies those principles of decentralization and ownership in solving business and brand problems. Okay. So it's more of a strategic direction than just the technology. So most brands right now are thinking in terms of technology. So what they're asking is, what is this digital thing? What is this NFT that I can mint rather than what is web 3.0 and how can I use decentralization and distributed ownership to connect with my customers, to grow my market, to expand my market share, to launch a new product, and so on. All the business and brand challenges, there's like how do I increase awareness, how I attract younger customers, can be very easily and very elegantly solved if you're saying, hey, if we know now that there is such thing as a creator economy, and how do we employ talent or inspire and engage the talent that exists outside of our companies and use their creativity for our brand.
1: So what you say is that it's not about NFTs and minting images and selling them. It's really rethinking about a decentralized world in which new and secondary markets can come up and and people are interacting with each other in new ways and especially interacting with digital assets in new ways, right? I mean, For what brands is this super relevant?
3: It's relevant for business overall, for global economy and market, which means all brands, but it's especially relevant for brands who trade in aspiration, because one important thing that Web3 allows is self-expression and status signaling that's not connected to physical goods. Mm -hmm. And that has been a progression that's been going on for a while from... Experience knowledge economy and then experience economy and then transformational economy, where intangibles like travel, like, like going to meditation, retreats, like self actualization have become new status signaling, new aspiration, eating organic food, cooking at home, like having you know special diet. So that, that's sort of the invisible things, and now we've moved completely from the domain of physical to the domain of virtual. So now when you see that, that for example, Bored Ape, Yacht Club, those apes or CryptoPunks are now used as a status signaling in digital wallets, but also on Instagram and in Web 2.0 social networks like Twitter as a sign, hey, I'm plugged in and I also have 10,000 and more. dollars to spend on this virtual avatar. So basically the purpose of that product, if you will, is purely status symboling. Aesthetically, it's like basically as we've been seeing, like anyone in the early days of 2021 could have put anything and mint a token out of it. It can be a drawing, a doodle, like whatever you want and that achieved like crazy valuations. So valuation is not an aesthetic value, valuation is a status symboling, because it's deemed desirable by a large number of people. So this is really relevant. If something that is virtual is deemed so desirable, then the question is, why is 100% of businesses still in the physical world? When consumers think that something in a virtual world is is deemed desirable.
1: Yeah, and also that they want to show status in the virtual world. And so you need digital assets to show off your status, right? I, I could see that this is, would be especially relevant for luxury brands. I mean, luxury brands live and die by status and stories and you know, signaling to others why that you can wear something. Um, what are the luxury brands that, in your view, are making really, really good use of what is possible now already?
3: Honestly, I think there is the, the, the most interesting things, the most business relevant things, more strategic things are only yet to happen. Because as you see, like a lot of brands are minting tokens or creating virtual goods like Dolce Gabbana. Dodge Crown and uh, what they show that they're alta moda, like some specifically designed virtual items. Or Gucci Roblox and uh, like selling their 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 bags in the virtual domain for more than they're selling in a physical domain. That just shows you the desirability. And then mostly recently Prada and Adidas celebrating. Uh, Uh, their nylon bag. So there are a lot of initiatives and then Fortnite, Valenciaga. So all of them are still operating according to the old economic logic, which means we create something that people can either wear in a virtual world or that exists in a very brand controlled situation. And that is exactly the opposite of what Web3 is because of that decentralization. And also ownership is still with those brands. You can buy, then you can resell it, but it's limited edition of tokens that authenticity is validated by the brand. Yeah, yeah. So Roblox Garden is owned by Gucci. Balenciaga Fortnite is owned by Balenciaga, those looks and so on.
1: Yeah. And and you say this is know using the new platforms the new possibilities in an old system way so what would be the new system like what would be the new kind of thinking that will completely transform how uh, status and digital goods are uh, handled online
3: well first involve the creators and then reward the creators you have a fabricant yeah. which is a digital platform that acts like a platform. So they're providing digital creators with tools and they're creating their own fashion creations in digital domain. And then they are getting royalties if something sells. So brand like fabricant is a service. It takes a fee. Yeah. So that would be a scenario where brands like Gucci charge a fee for creators on their aesthetic platform with the vision set by creative director Alessandro Michele says the aesthetic vision aesthetic world but then if it's a platform that means that some people can vote on products people can create products people can reform products and obviously the end curation can always be done by in-house but then if something sells that someone else designed from outside which will yeah. Position Gucci much better if you have if you tap in all that massive creativity versus just your design team. Curation is done by Alessandro Michele at the end. But the point is that there is that distributed ownership. And I'm not talking about this scenario in five years, it's going to be in 50 years. But that is one that when you tr- start charging a fee, a service fee for yeah. creators. So that is a more economic system that is not governed by traditional organizational forms like corporations. Because corporations at the end of the day were created to create trust. I, I work here, I'm gonna be paid at the end of the month or every two weeks, I have trust. But if I have a token, I know I'm gonna get, get paid because I own piece of that. And it is verifi- verifiable. Yeah. So that really subverts trust, traditional mechanisms of trust that were established in the economy. So you understand how big the scale is, or I didn't even touch upon DAOs, Distributed auto- Autonomous Organizations, which are right now very complicated to set up in terms of governments and legalities, because again, the policy, the legalities, the regulations are all set up for a Web 2 economy, if you will. Yeah so once that gets going then you can really think about what is going to happen when you have like links dow or constitution Dao when a group of people pulls together to buy something and to co-own that yeah that is going to change also the rental market and the, the purchasing market because the purchasing power is then going towards distribution
1: yeah and you could also own a small piece of something without having to worry about how that would result in the end, right? I mean, the surprising thing to me is that I mean, so you say brands could open up to uh, watch to the whole network and have creators involved, and the creators, because of the 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 contracts that are ingrained in the NFTs and the you know also the the secondary markets, which still would you know bring back money into the first original creator, they could broaden the whole uh, world of creation. Um, what surprised me in the last uh, few months is that that status can also come from intangibles that i didn't realize would ever be sold i mean we had a football club in the netherlands that sold the moment of a victory 15 years ago because it was the most important victory that club ever had and that moment was sold and then resold later on so the intangibles become completely different and not even connected anymore to a brand or a bag or a a coat or shoes or whatever Um, What other possible digital goods could you imagine becoming interesting? Right now, it's very much still connected to clothes or, you know, well, portraits, I guess, is already quite different.
3: Well, what I said, one is the distributed ownership, and then the second one is basically brands as platforms, that that have a new revenue stream which comes for opening up. You know how like you would 30, 40 years ago buy a fashion magazine and they were kind of, how do you call that? They, they, they They were... Measurement that you could basically copy a design from that. They were like b- printed on paper and you can make that stuff at home. Yeah, Burda. And I remember <laughs> yeah. that only, like I've, like I think that my grandmother had that, you yeah. know. And I'm like this genius because basically like you're opening up the design and I think there was a Burda had that yeah. or something like that, you know. And when you, when you have that blueprint for a dress or a, or a, or, and you can create your own. So like that, is that's another thing to really think about like how do you make money you don't need to make money in production of physical goods you can really, like you can capitalize on your intellectual property and you can capitalize on your current intellectual property and also on your past one imagine if you put all your archives in terms of digital assets and you tokenize them. So there is no doubt of ownership. There is all the information where it came from, what was the inspiration, the year, and so on. So that entire database can, in the most basic form, live on Web3. But then also there is this thing, authentication of rentals. So the rental marketplace, secondary marketplace, when people bring in Chanel, why is Chanel allowing the real? real? to take all the money? Why does Chanel not have control over its own secondary marketplace? Especially since authentication with Web3 is very
1: easy to enforce. And then you say, real goods connected to an NFT, the moment it changes hands, the original owner still profits from it and, and, it's a, and they can keep selling, you know. You can, you can find a piece that will go on for years.
3: Yeah, on and on. And also, the other thing is, like, if you think about what tokens really give you is that authenticity of, of, of access and membership. So you buy a Gucci jacket, it's connected with a token which has, like, you are the owner. And with that token, you also have access to XYZ experiences, art, other people, events, store, physical stores. So the, there is a lot of ways to, most interesting ones are those that connect virtual and physical
1: yeah yeah
3: so basically your Gucci jacket is your membership card yeah that you know that's pro- like product passport that you that's connected with yeah with your
1: and, and that's an aspirational brand where you want to pay that because you want to but there are also all kinds of other connections that you can make that are not about signal status there are also other connections you could make and that you know you want to be part of a certain club to show something. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And then imagine the reversal. Imagine if the biggest creativity and the latest trends all happen in the virtual domain. Because when you think about it, even like influencers or anyone who invests in hundred thousand dollars per Air Jordans, they take a photo, they post it on Instagram and they put it in a vault Yeah. because that's an investment asset. So it's almost showing off in a digital domain all your possessions so if that is really the case then in your physical world you can wear very comfortable wonderful clothes but you don't need to keep buying the new sh- stuff that shows off because your key showing up happens in a virtual domain and again it's not going to happen tomorrow but this is something to consider as the status symbols are expanding from physical to physical intangible the experiences to virtual intangible
1: yeah And we live in this virtual, intangible world for two years already, mostly. So it it, it has accelerated a lot. It has sped up. I mean, there's lots happening right now that is new and that will work out. Um, That's fantastic that we want. We still have time for the five questions. Do you want to play? Sure. All right, here's the premise. There's a thousand people that go to another planet. You are one of the chosen ones. You are, you know, invited to join us. We have five questions for you that you have to answer before you board the ship. First, name one luxury object that you would take to this new planet.
3: Oh, I would take a subscription to Financial Times or something. <laughs> so Financial Times weekend. No, just weekend and how to spend it. And that's that's the only reason I'm saying because like it's very you know, since everything is digital, I have unbelievable joy in actually reading in-depth analysis and staying connected with culture. And yes, you can do in that in a lot of different ways. But for me that there is just something like very relevant about the traditional.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, mean, yeah. I, I think that's great. And
3: skin care. Augustus is baby. So <laughs> I would take that
1: skin Absolutely. You have to, you know, great. keep the appearances. All right. You're going on a trip with a thousand people. What is the book that you would hope everybody would read before they get on the starship? One book. One book. Oof. Let me think for a minute.
3: I love the book uh, on *The Anomaly* that I recently read. Have you read it? No. It's a uh, Goncourt Prize winner, and uh, it's basically how we all live in a simulation. So I think it will be very prescient for the trip.
1: Okay. Uh, now I'm definitely now I'm definitely going to read it. Okay. You should. <laughs> we have 999 people already confirmed. as one empty spot. Name one exceptional person that you would bring along. Not your family, friends, just one exceptional person that you think should be on that flight.
3: Oh, that's a hard one. There's so many exceptional people. Do I really have to pick a favorite? I think I would, you know what I would do? I would do like the owner this. The owner of a bodega on the corner of... um, Cabana Magazine. So it's on a corner. I think that's Hudson and I don't know what the cross street is. Anyway, those guys managed to become a community staple over 50 more years, survived the pandemic and still sell print matter and be like Instagram presents by all the keeping the, the bodega style. They're not bodega. They don't sell food, but they're a newsstand. You know, you can find everything there. So one the owner let's <laughs> let's take him
1: that's the kind of spirit that you need on that new planet. That's true. Community. And a
3: very survival spirit. And also someone who's been in New York for over decades and decades and decades. So I'm sure the, the stories are fantastic. We need sto-
1: a storyteller. And that's true as well. Okay, two more. Name one law to outrule something on this new planet. Murder is already forbidden. But what is something you say, now? if I have a new planet, that's one thing we really have to outrule. You know
3: what I would outrule, actually, social media, but not all social media, but Facebook for sure.
1: <laughs> I think that's a for f- yeah.
3: sure, because anything I would for- forbid,
1: non-nuance thinking. Very good. Very good. A planet without Facebook sounds like a good planet. Now, I know. right? I, I mean, like, are you, I'm not on Facebook. Are you on Facebook? I am. I am. And I like, I like being there because I connect to people I've met over the last 20 years that I don't meet anywhere else. So that's the reason. Uh, last question. What is one tradition from planet Earth that if it were up to you, you would take to this new planet? A tradition could be anything small to big.
3: I think we have wonderful traditions around meals in different cultures and I think that's one time when everyone sort of comes together and it mixes love and gratitude and humanity and storytelling and I think and and community so I do think that's really important to keep
1: communal meals very good thank you so much see see you on the next planet (laughs) exactly this is
0: good this is good (laughs) I love those questions Thank you so much for the insights that you shared with us today and also thank you for watching the show. If you don't want to miss any further episodes, please simply subscribe to our newsletter on nextconf.eu. There you can also find some more information on our next conference, which will be happening in Hamburg in September. Finally, I'd like to thank our partners Accenture, Factor 3 and T3N for their support. Hope to see you soon. Bye bye.